Ladies, welcome back to Flow with Lo. I'm Lo, and it's not time to flow, but I did want to give you a homeschooling update. So specifically today, I'm sharing the top three things that we do in our homeschooling journey to keep it affordable. So when I entered into this homeschooling journey, I knew that it wasn't going to be cheap, right? Um, especially coming out of um, public school. So in public school, I was a public school teacher here in my hometown. And uh, while public school teachers do not get paid shit, I want to emphasize that they don't get paid shit. Um, at least in my district, when I was a teacher, they were given a stipend to stock their classrooms. There's, they have the ability to apply for grants if they want additional um, supplies or if they wanna bring in new materials. Um, they're given a lot of their curriculum. And if they're not given the curriculum, then they have access to curriculum. Uh, obviously, there are other expenses and things like that, but a good portion of my expenses as a public school teacher were covered, either by the availability of grants or stipends that I received for the year, things like that. I didn't have that <laughs> as a homeschooling teacher. I'm sure that grants and things like that exist. I haven't done, honestly, I haven't had the time to do the research to find them, so I'm not saying they're not available. I just haven't found them. So um, all of our expenses up to this point have been out of pocket. And um, especially when you first look at homeschooling curriculum, it can be a bit of a sticker shock because oftentimes you're buying like a whole year's worth of curriculum, um, which in the grand scheme of things, the price tag isn't that extreme. But when you go, when I went from being a public school teacher where I didn't have to buy things like that to being a homeschool teacher where I had to buy all of it, I was like, holy shit. So I quickly realized I'm gonna have to figure out a way to make this more affordable. There has to be a way to make it more affordable, right? There are so many families who do it and not all the families are wealthy. And you know, so, so how, how can I make this work and how can I make this affordable and not a financial burden on my family? So I set out to figure out all the things and I'm gonna share with you my top three ways that I keep our homeschooling journey really, really affordable. So the first thing that I do is I, I purchase a lot of our school supplies and project supplies from the Dollar Tree. Um, you can actually get a lot more, especially craft supplies than you probably realize. Um, and I know I'm not a huge fan of big box stores any, either. And I know a lot of my followers aren't either. So I am making the conscious decision to do this. Um, but when we're talking about, I've got my oldest daughter is in homeschool and then I have uh, two toddlers and my little boy. So I'm buying a lot of materials at one time. And um, that's been the best way that I've found to keep it affordable outside of buying in bulk. Um, I'm sure you could probably keep the price down buying in bulk, um, but I get a lot of our supplies from the Dollar Tree. Um, things like, you know, any and all craft supplies, you can build out um, sensory boxes from the Dollar Tree with uh, supplies from the Dollar Tree, um, paints, paint brushes, so many things, yarn, like anything you could need for crafting, you can get at the Dollar Tree. <laughs> so, you know, get really creative and get really curious and find other places where you can find the resources that you need. Um, and definitely hit up your local Dollar Tree if you haven't yet. Number two, I strictly use digital curriculum. I have yet to buy anything that was paper copy. I buy all digital curriculum and then we print out only what we need or we use our iPad. So we do have an iPad, I should say that. We have an iPad, I have a laptop. Um, so we're able to utilize those things and um, minimize how much paper and ink we use and maximize our educational experience with really, really great resources for curriculum. Um, 
uh, by, by just buying digital. And that's been really, really helpful. So definitely check out digital options for curriculum. My favorite one and the one that we kind of use as our foundation um, is Treehouse Schoolhouse. She's on Instagram, you can find her on Instagram. She's also here on YouTube. Um, but she's great, she's local to my community, which is really cool. I didn't realize she was until um, after I'd already purchased from her. Uh, so it's really cool um, to know that you know we're, we're so uh, closely connected. But digital curriculum, um, and you know, anytime you're able to just print things out yourself. Um, and I also wanna do a little plug and a, kind of a little bonus here. Um, don't be afraid to create your own things. Um, especially if you have younger kids, it can get a little tricky when you have the older kids and you know there's grade specific or uh, subject specific content and maybe you're not super familiar there. But especially when they're younger, don't be, uh, like don't, don't doubt, I guess, doubt your ability to educate your children. Um, education and learning can happen literally anywhere. Um, in you know any kind of circumstance, it, there's always the opportunity for learning. So we use Treehouse Schoolhouse kind of as our foundational um, content or our foundational curriculum, and then I build on top of it. Now again, I have a back background in education, so I feel really confident um, in my ability to do that, and I realize not everyone has that level of confidence, especially if you don't have an educational background, but I'm here to tell you, it's not hard to teach kids. It's not hard, and you can absolutely do it. So don't question yourself, don't doubt yourself, just get creative with it. Um, in Treehouse Schoolhouse, every single week she has a specific theme or a specific topic. So like right now, um, our unit topic is fungi. So mushrooms and parasites and all these different things. So I take the foundational topic, fungi, and then obviously we're learning, Treehouse Schoolhouse is very, it's nature-based. So there is a lot of nature-based activities. There's a lot of art-based activities, literature, things like that. So those things are kind of, weaved in there, but then for my eight-year-old, I do a lot of extension activities uh, with really learning what is fungi and, you know, just, just adding things on top. That way it kind of all falls under this one theme or this one umbrella, but then you can also teach science through this umbrella. You can teach um, literature through this umbrella. You can teach art. You can teach social studies, all of these different things. Like the freaking um, Irish potato famine was caused by a fungi, so I was able to tie that in for a social studies unit. You know, so that's been really, really helpful for me is to have a foundational curriculum that I then build on top of and add extensions to where appropriate. So, um, uh, you know, find a curriculum that you really, really like, that you really enjoy. Treehouse Schoolhouse has both print copies of their curriculum and also um, digital copies. So I just get the digital copies, print out what we need. Um, and then, you know, we utilize our iPad and other uh, ver like kinds of technology whenever we need them. Um, and then just building on and adding the extensions where you can and trust yourself, trust yourself. You can teach kids, I promise. It's, it's not as hard as you're making it out to be in your mind. Um, it could probably get harder. We're not there yet, my oldest is only eight. Um, but right now with my eight-year-old, my three-year-old, my two-year-old, uh, what we're doing is working really well. Um, the third way that I am keeping costs at a minimum for our homeschooling journey is by only getting books from the public library. When we first started out, I had this idea of like, I'm gonna build this amazing library in our house, blah, 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 blah. Well, we live in an apartment, so we have very minimal space. And books are quite expensive, <laughs> especially children's books when you get in the hardback and they're super cute and pretty and all the things. Like, we're talking upwards of $16 to $20 a pop. 
And our curriculum with Treehouse Schoolhouse, um, each week there is a specific book list and it can be anywhere from five to 10 books. And you know, like that adds up when you're doing that weekly. So we only, we only uh, get books from the public library. I have yet to buy a single book for um, our homeschooling journey and it works out great because then we get to actually, like I take the kids to the library and they get the experience, we turn it into a learning opportunity. They get the experience of interacting um, with, with the staff at the library. They, they get the experience of looking for their own books. They get the experience of using the filing and organizational um, system that the library uses. They get the experience of having their library card and having to keep it and, and have responsibility for it. And they get the experience of having responsibility for these books and coming back and turning them in on time. And that's not even then going into the content of the book, right? Actually reading the books and talking about the books and dissecting the books and tying them back to our curriculum. So, you know, things like that have been so beneficial to, um, our personal experience with homeschooling because it, it literally you guys every single experience every single moment is an opportunity for learning every single one and learning how to make this a little bit more financially um, available for us has been just opportunity after opportunity after opportunity for them to learn and experience different aspects of life and um, so it's been a really really awesome experience so to tie it all together number one the, the number one way, or I, these aren't in any kind of specific order, by the way, but I get most of our supplies, if not all of them, um, at the Dollar Tree. So outsourcing, figuring out, you know, where you can get uh, the materials that you need, because I promise they do add up, especially when you get into sciences and arts and things like that. You need all of the supplies for all the different activities. They add up. Um, so sourcing your materials where you can and where it makes sense uh, financially. Number two, only using digital curriculum and printing out what you need and using iPads and you know other forms of technology when you can. And then um, really utilizing your local resources like your public libraries and things like that um, to, to get your resources there. And uh, also expand your child's experience for learning, you know, learning opportunities and, and different things like that. So, that's how we, or those are at least three of the ways. I'm trying, I'm doing all of this from memory, by the way. Normally when I do these, I have some kind of little script and I'm doing this strictly off the cuff. Um, but yeah, those, those are uh, the top three that come to mind in how we keep it uh, more affordable. And I, I think the biggest piece of homeschooling that I've learned, at least from a parent's perspective, aside from the, you know, the, the, the opportunity to create memories and, and things like that and the emphasis on connection, it's not really about, you know, I mean, if you want your homeschooling experience to be a mirror of public school or quote unquote regular school where it's like very structured and very much about rote memorization and things like that, then it can be. But for us, it's more about connection. It's more about being in nature. It's more about finding opportunities to learn and grow everywhere. like. Every, every moment is a, is a chance to learn and doing that together is really, really, um, it's really special. Oh, one final thing that I want to add because I've shared this publicly on my Instagram. So I wanna make it public here too. Um, and I guess this can be a little bonus, although it's not really about making it more affordable, but it is about making it more accessible for yourself. So I have an eight-year-old, a three-year-old, a two-year-old, and an almost one-year-old. And homeschooling my eight-year-old, educating, guiding, leading my eight-year-old was really, really challenging with all of my toddlers home. 
So I've actually put my two and three year old back in daycare. They did a, a little daycare last year and they're going back this year. They'll be gone nine to noon every day, Monday through Friday. Today's actually their first day. So allowing yourself to receive support in your homeschooling journey. I know for me, at least as a mother, um, who was then taking on the responsibility of educating my children, um, it felt like I had to do it all. Like I'm signing up for it, I gotta take it all, right? All or nothing. But I quickly realized I'm not really able to, fo to give my eight-year-old the attention that she needs when I'm busy putting out fires with three toddlers. So um, I, we made the decision to put the, the two little girls in the middle back in daycare to, to free up some time and space for me and my oldest to work together. And so I'm really excited and I feel really, really at peace with that decision. So my last kind of little nugget of wisdom uh, for homeschooling is don't be afraid to ask for and then receive support. Um, whether it's from a community co-op or you have multiple children and you need to get assistance with them, hiring a nanny, putting them in daycare, whatever you need, um, receive the support that you need and it's only going to amplify your overall experience. So I hope this was helpful. Let me know what you think. Let me know if you're homeschooling or if you're thinking about it. If you have any questions, feel free to drop them in the comments and I would love to chat. Um, thank you guys so much and I'll see you next week. Bye.